Hey everybody, welcome to Exo Squad Goals, the Exo Squadcast podcast. I'm Chris Mastalone. And I'm Chris Ferrandino. And Ryan Hardy will be joining us in a minute. But uh, we're here talking about Exo Squad, like we have for the past, I don't know, like 50 episodes. Yeah, the name of the podcast. Yeah, literally. I, in fact, I don't know how you got here if you don't know what Exo Squad is at this point. I mean, we're like... <laughs> We've had a lot of animosity towards uh, <laughs> potential new listeners. So if you're just joining us, start episode one. We love you. Not your fault. Yeah, yeah. You'll miss out on any uh, listener questions. Um, you know, just imagine, just imagine that you're someone who you've answered a bunch of questions from. And just, you know, you can role play it like that. It'll be a cool experience for everyone. But we're talking about on this episode, season two, episode 32, Night River. Dark River. <laughs> yeah. That that dead dark water. Um, Pirates of Dark River. <laughs> it's a plain old heart of darkness. It was written by Mark Edens, yeah. Karen Wilson, and Chris Weber. I think this is the only thing that pair has worked on here. They worked together on a couple of things. They developed the show Dink the Littlest Dinosaur together, um, and they worked on like Bionic 6 and stuff. So it's kind of cool seeing a writing pair come in and do a, do a weird episode. So that's fun. Up front, Chris, what do you think about this one? Oh, I have really mixed feelings about it. <laughs> I know, it's, right? It's not a great episode. It doesn't come at a great time. I think it's really too convenient this is, and I, but I like the, I like the idea kind of. Yeah. There's a lot of concepts in here that I really kind of dig, but I'm, I'm with you. It's kind of like, it's like, you ever see like a, uh, just cause it's my frame of reference. You ever see a wrestling pay-per-view and there's like, sure. you have the main event and then you have like, there are two matches before it. And the, say the third from, or, you know, the one before the main event is like, you know, some small thing, two people, no one cares about. It's like a five minute match. And, but the match before that one was insane. And it's like, it's almost to let the audience like decompress. So when the crazy stuff happens, they're kind of like they've recovered a little bit from being from all the wackiness and craziness of like for us, like the last episode. And I feel like this is that episode where it's like, hey, guys, we're going to start like the big war to take over Earth again. Just like just take a breather. This one, you know, we'll do some crazy plant people stuff. You like Swamp Thing? He's a big thing. Uh, we'll do that. And yeah, fuck it. Let's go. You know, like. Yeah, it seems like really diversionary. I don't know. Like everything sort of seems like it's leading up towards the fall of the Neo Sapien Empire part one, which is <laughs> in two episodes. And, you know, then we kind of go into the woods for a little bit. And I just think it's really too convenient that there's like humans who are genetically altering themselves too. You know what I mean? Like it's been going on. It's had no consequence. It's had no bearing on the war. <laughs> It seems to have no consequence on the war. That what they want seems to be very minor. Yeah, it's it's very much one of those like war stories, like uh, was a Hamburger Hill, where it's like, go do this crazy thing, but it would cost, and in the end, it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, I mean, like it's I th- I think the idea of of humans also doing genetic testing or genetic alterations is interesting. I just don't know that this is the venue or the time for it. Yeah, it's it's very kind of like we were saying. You know, we've been dealing with like these monster men for. Like a good 15 episodes or so now, I feel. And, yeah. you know, there have been plenty of time to like do this kind of a storyline or at least introduce it earlier. But at the same time, it's, you know, if you so jumping ahead, you know, spoiler alert, Nara gets injected with like Swamp Thing disease and she's going to turn into a monster man eventually. So, you know, I, I get you want to save that for like the last run up here, but the timing is definitely a little wacky. 
Um, just to say, yeah. The there's least. been there's been no prelude to it. There was no uh, setup for Monster Man. Disease. You know, the only real indication we got was like, you know, in the bumper for the last episode, they're like, oh, you know, genetic testing was really banned for like, you know, two hundred years. And I like that your bumper is someone from Chicago. Genetic <laughs> <laughs> testing has been banned for like two hundred years. Yeah, Doctor Ketzer, you make a nice big pizza for me, yeah? Yeah. So the whole thing is, so like they're trying to figure out a way to undo the neo lords yeah undo our new gods i i I had the dummy realization that neo lord new god and i'm like oh no i I like it i like it a lot just just dump it dumping jumping into that deep band dump Um, it you're dumping it dumping it it with algae um Um, that's gross (laughs) um so so they literally google who the best Maybe not literally Google, but they Google who the best geneticist is. Dr. Albrecht Ketzer. So where do we find him? They, they kind of do, though, because Algernon and JT are just sitting there and they're just like, who is the guy for this job? Mr. Ketzer. Herr Ketzer. And he's in the Amazon and they've got to go find him in the Amazon. Meanwhile, a Draconis clone and his lady Medusa. Which is a great name. I'm glad they've kind of brought that name back. Hanging out. I don't know. <laughs> guarding the Amazon. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, it's kind of funny because when they go down, you know, they're, they're cruising the river. They're like, hey, you know, the Neosapiens don't have any like patrols or radar down here. And then immediately run into a patrol. And it turns out Draconis and Medusa have like a couple of patrols aboard a freaking like burnt out freighter. So it's like, what are you guys? I mean, okay, they're searching for Ketzer, but but it seems like it wasn't a big priority. Yeah, also bad intelligence on the part of the Exo Squad. <laughs> um, yeah, and then there's this subplot where Medusa finds out that Draconis is betraying Phaeton. Yeah, like, which is... <laughs> I don't know, like, why have a Draconis? Yeah, it, it's like you know, you know, it's going to happen. It's happened literally every, every time. time. There is a really cool thing there, though, where the new Draconis is bemoaning the fact that he's being punished for the actions of old Draconis. A clone with my talent should not be punished for the crimes of another Draconis. I deserve better than exile in this stinking jungle. One might mistake you for the original Draconis. Which is a really cool concept. You know, like the like the sins of the father being passed to the son and it's. Except it's clones, but he knows he's a clone, so that's got to like fuck with his head, right? What you're saying is there's a really good idea in there that is not entirely explored in the 20 minutes of this cartoon. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it is interesting, and it is interesting that he ends up just doing the same thing anyway. Yeah, it makes uh, really no difference that much. Like you can breed anything you want. Why not breed the betrayal out of the next Draconis? <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. It's like they're all about like you know, well, we can perfect everything. Well, this keeps happening. Like, come on, guys. You know, you're better yeah. than this. So then, so Marsh, Marcella, and Nera find in the Amazon, one of them's playing the log. Like, repeatedly. Yeah. (laughs) Like, for five scenes. Not making music, but just hitting it kind of. Yeah, just banging that log. And Ketzer's been doing genetic experiments on everybody, and kind of himself. Everyone else is green. He's a little green. Can I just say real quick, uh, props to Ketzer rocking the jean short look. Which seems to be the marking of genetic testing. Oh yeah, <laughs> if, so. if you 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 bust out of your your genes. Yeah, <laughs> I do like the idea of these scientists doing experiments and becoming ripped. Yeah, in yeah. Let's let, let's do those those experiments, right? Like, 
<laughs> I've invented I, steroids. I didn't want to have to work out, yeah. so I did ten years of science. <laughs> I could have, I could have eaten some chicken and. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's living in the jungle. He's doing that like clean living, like paleo, you know, yeah. fishing, all that stuff. You didn't need to gene splice to get yoked, but yeah, more power to him, right? Yeah, so he he injects Nara with the serum to make her a, a green person, a swamp person. Swamp person, <laughs> and then and then says there is a compound that would kill the virus before her DNA is permanently altered, but only I know what it is. You will help me destroy the city, or watch your lieutenant burn slowly become what I am. JT's like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. And then he's like, I lied. There is no antidote. There's a great scene in there though where he's like. They're like, well, we'll think about it. And he's like, fine, the cure is in my cabin. And then, like, the next shot is just his cabin exploding. Give Nara the vaccine now. Destroy the virus before the mutation begins. Agreed. The compound is in my hut. But then it turns out there wasn't an antidote anyway. Yeah, he was just dicking him around. (laughs) Sorry, my my other cabin. (laughs) It's in my car. Yeah, and that's and then it kind of ends. Yeah, it it just kind of this episode kind of stops. Yeah, it just you're just like, oh, that's an interesting. Oh wait, we're here. Oh, we're done. Oh, okay. And the, like, and in, when within this episode, there's so many good like little scenes and ideas in here. Like, there's a part where they get ambushed by the uh, the swamp people, and JT's like, fuck this noise, and uses his like solar pulse to like evaporate a pond oh yeah and but marcel is fine <laughs> yeah totally he's like because he's because he's important you know we get some some great stuff like that like nara has closure with her family because she but has to have something yeah i really like the beginning of it marcella told me you'd be here there was something i had to do it'll be nice here someday when the tree's tall it, it'll give it'll give good shade trees grow quickly here you didn't come here to listen to my troubles jt what is it Marsala and I are leaving on a mission. We need one more volunteer. I'll go. There's nothing left for me here. That's a big moment. And then we get to, you know, swamp thing. Yeah, there's like three graves buried. There's, you know, <laughs> it's a it's a heavy, you know, as Ryan said, get, you know, watching it before fourth grade. Yeah. Like it's a very heavy opening to this episode. And then it and then it turns into, yeah, some weird some swamp thing. Apocalypse Now, rehash or have mashup. <laughs> the remix. This is the remix. Can I, can I say this is maybe I'm pretty sure I've never heard this word in a cartoon when he's like, yes, you know, they're like, where's the village? And he's like, come to the village on the escarpment near the water. And it's like, yes, <laughs> I'm like, that's a big word for a fucking like cartoon, like for kids. Like, didn't see that one coming. It's a word you read in like teen adventure fiction a lot and then, <laughs> and then never look up. <laughs> yeah, like Cody and his little dog are like looking for the diamond mine and they're like, you know, where's the foreman's hut? On the escarpment. He stood but... with his arms akimbo on the escarpment. <laughs> what? That's, that's my... On the his, his arms akimbo, his legs jackknifed around the stool. What? <laughs> What are these words? He's just sitting on a stool. Cool. Yeah, yeah. He's just sitting on the stool with his arms kind of out. Okay, got it. Boom. Nailed it. Um, 
yeah that that's that's gotta be kind of a fun job to write write those like teen adventure novels because you get to just use all those like cliches and just kind of go balls to the wall with it i was all about those <laughs> like we're now we're talking about things like <laughs> my side of the mountain hatchet those like oh dude yeah who was that writer that just did those they all had the same kind of cover too but i can't remember the guy's name you Gary, see i, I was Gary like Paulson, that's it, like, there you go i was like the like the shitty version of those like when i was like god like probably around the time i was watching this they had like the uh the kid the star wars kids books that they would do with like fucking like uh han and like leia's kids like the young jedis i think they were called again there's some interesting thoughts in here but it never quite yeah why are we here now yeah right exactly no i think it's too convenient i think the better idea is like if if it comes as a response to what the neo sapiens are doing or if the neo sapiens find this guy and then have him do the the work you know, and yeah. it happens earlier, and it's like he's this banished geneticist who finds new purpose in making the Neo Lords or the Neo uh, <laughs> Spring Breakers. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, oh, he's just been doing it for for ten years for with no consequence, and all, and his only plan is to uh, attack one city, and and that's like one of the best weird thoughts of this whole thing is that he's like i did it so the indigenous peoples would become part of the forest and what they want to do is destroy the city so help us destroy the city and fucking like it's like that that that, that's that's your plan like all all this shit and this is like that's your plan is to fucking have plant people fucking destroy like you know managua or whatever the fuck it was like (laughs) yeah the closest city yeah yeah, not even like a big important like, you know, oh, Phaeton City or Shiva's Earth headquarters. It's like, no, just like, you know, East Providence. <laughs> yeah, East Brockton or some bullshit like <laughs> fucking, you know, like why? You know, yeah, I, just, I don't know. It just feels like we want to be building momentum up to that final uh, end of it. And we've sort of got these ideas, just introducing new ideas that seems kind of late in the game to be doing that. But I will say there's a great moment in here. I just want to touch on real quick where like when Nara has the realization that there's no cure and <laughs> she's going to turn into a swamp person. Marsala gives this great little monologue about like, Oh yeah. You know, well, beauty is what's on the inside and you know, it'll shine through. And Nara basically turns to him and it's like, yeah, easy for you to say, uggo. What's going to happen to me. What is inside a person determines true beauty. Outside appearances do not matter. They matter to me! Yes, of course they do. I wonder if Marcel is just over it at this point, and that's why he seems to not really care. But it's yeah. a weirdly, like, cold, unflattering thing to say. Yeah, and this is after Ketzer's also like, you know, oh, you call us freaks? Well, you're going to be one of us. See how you feel, you know, when you are when you look like us. You'll know how it is. And, like... She's freaking out. Marsh is freaking out. And Marcel is just like, uh, this is awkward. You know, like you guys are you've never had persecution like I have. So I don't know. Maybe he's in a read the room. Nara. Yeah. Again, it's just fucking Nara, man. Like never though. We got a little girl power in here. I got to say Medusa and Livia fucking doing it for themselves. Yeah. Taking over. Yes, Medusa. What is it? It is as you suspected, Livia. Draconis serves Phaeton only to advance himself. Hmm. Then he should be relieved of duty and another more worthy commander put in his place. 
Draconis will not give up even this small power. No, they're being strong, active characters. I like it. I like it a lot. All the single ladies, we pass our Bechdel test here. They have a conversation. Well, <laughs> I guess it's a conversation about killing a man. I think that still counts, right? I'll like, count it. I'm okay. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> as, as a white male. As a white male, I'll give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's like, again, all these, like, I like the idea that there's some asshole in the jungle making trouble and the Neo-Sapiens have to, like, send a couple of, like, E-frames to kind of scout around and the bigger world. But again, timing, man. What? I don't know. What else is there? <laughs> is there some uh, root man, vegetables at them? I, I like that. There, yeah, there's a part where a frame definitely crashes and burns because someone threw, like, a milky gourd at the cockpit and fucking the dude just eats it. They got sweet potatoes. Yeah, right. And which happens to, you know, Able Squad a little bit and they freak out and just like take off. Like, I guess that sweet potato, man, like they can't handle it. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, nope, we're made of metal. Yeah, overall, like, if you could have one thing in here that you didn't get, what would it have uh, been, you think? What, is there anything you think like could have tied this episode and made it actually like kind of crazy good or, you know, badass? <sighs> I, I don't know. I feel like... It's so awkward the way where it's come. I mean, I, I think like all things, if we could get more time to really be explored, you know what I mean? Like if it had just been these three and it had been kind of like this murky, darker episode where they meet this guy who's like maybe not got the dude's drumming for him, but it's just <laughs> like more damaged by it instead of like monologuing and stuff and kind of maybe more articulate with what his point is. I think that could have been interesting. I don't know. <laughs> what would you have done differently? I mean, I always love the idea of like going full bore because like this is, you know, they're very obviously having fun with like their heart of darkness. They're fucking like apocalypse now going down the river. And there's the weird guy at the end who's created this like, you know, crazy kingdom for himself. Right. Here's the thing, though. Like, I can't help but think who did this better. Did Exosquad do it better or did the Tiny Toons Adventures do it better? Sure. Because like they both kind of were like on the same page with this thing. But the Tiny Toon one kind of hits some of the more the better sweet spots of it with the uh uh jerry lewis as kurtz thing like you get more of the visual gag i don't know it's you know it's tough with this and it doesn't really pay off since the fucking ketzer just vanishes and there's no real ending to it which i guess okay maybe that's the whole purpose of it right that's your vietnam that's your like you know we're in the jungle baby you're gonna die kind of thing but like if this was like season two episode 15 i'd be all over this shit because it'd be like oh they're gonna come back it's gonna pay off and all this stuff but yeah here the timing of it just makes it feel not great hey ryan you there yeah can you guys hear me yeah sick awesome so did we talk about how this is basically just like a weird monster of the week episode like an x like (laughs) it's like an x-files swamp monster episode in the middle of like like the final leg of the journey. Oh, I also want to make sure that we covered when Nara Burns admits that she's superficial and and Marsala is like, Marsala's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, no, we were saying that she's like, she can never read the room, especially like when Ketzer is, you know, saying, uh, you're like us now, and she's like, fuck you, uggos. Yeah, man, so we were just at the part where we were kind of saying like, is there anything you would do to like make this episode awesome? Like, is there anything... You could think of. Oh, I have an idea. Make it about fucking exo frames. Like, <laughs> like, like, I don't know. I didn't get the message. Like for the past like 10 episodes, it's just like, and I, I guess I kind of get it. It's like the switch to nuclear war 
in like World War II, the analogy is like genetic war. But like, come on, man, you got dudes plugging their brains in. Like, why isn't Ketzer doing weird neurology research and like plugging people into exoframes or like doing something exoframe related? I think that would be way cooler because I'm watching Exo Squad, not Mutant League which is also a great show. And also, just at the end there, the fucking, when the Neo Lords show up to kill Draconis, they show up flying like E-frames. Those motherfuckers have wings. Yeah. Like, and come on. And like they shoot him with a gun. Just building it, like, I, I don't know. It's like, I mean, I will say I enjoyed the 22 minutes we spent on the Street Fighter 2 Blanca stage. Like, I think that was pretty sweet. He's a slightly less green Blanca, right? He's got the torn jeans. He's got yeah. like, kind of yeah, crazy Yeah, he has like hair. the kind of Mohawk thing going. The Brazil thing's happening. Yeah, like, and it's like like all the docs and stuff. It's a bizarre non sequitur in like what is presumably the like last round of, of the show. Like we're kind of wrapping it up, and now we're introducing this insane plot line where Nara Burns is part plant. Like, like, <laughs> like they're just they're just doing Swamp Thing in the middle of Exo Squad, like which. I'm into, but like, I'd like some heads up on. Yeah, we were saying, let me, like, right when you came back, we were just saying, like, if this was like episode 15 of the season, yeah, go for it. With what are we at, six or seven yeah. episodes left? Not, not is, a great yeah, time. Yeah, like, we're, we are, we are, this is the gun lab, people. I need monologues about what the war is about. I need people talking about what's going to happen when they muster out. I don't need new characters. I don't need new fucking. Uh... Also, they really kind of gloss over that part where 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 Ketzer's like, "Oh, by the way, I lied. There is no antidote." They're just like, "Oh, whatever." Like, like that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, your 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 lieutenant is going to become a plant person. Yeah. Do you need to like get good soil and fertilizer yeah. for her? Yeah. Like, She's got to go back to Venus. Ideal sunlight. She's going to be that tree she planted. That is Nara Burns' Twilight Zone. Is she has to become a plant on Venus. Nara out of time. She's going to get farmed. I had time. I had all the time in the world to tell Marcella he was an uggo. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, who's your guys MVP for this episode? I'm giving it to Medusa. She's a savage. She's a savage. Mm -hmm. She is. Yeah, she is on her game and will not be denied. I'm going to go Medusa too, man. Like a she's rocking like the safari gear, which is pretty badass. But be that scene where she calls like Livia and she's like, mm-hmm, let's kill this draconis motherfucker. I'm just like, fuck yeah. Like a while ago, I was like, I want to see more of like the lady Neo sapiens doing some shit. And they're delivering like they're the only they're ones who like, are never yeah. wrong. Yeah, which is kind of awesome. Like it's uh, badass. I'm also going to give it to Medusa. One thing I really like about her and Livia's conversations is that like future politics also goes by like reality show dating rules because like. Medusa basically is like, listen, Draconis is not here for the right reasons. He's not here for Phaeton. And then Olivia's like, well, we got to get him out. If he's not here for Phaeton, he's not here for the right reasons. And then they fucking circle up and execute him, which is savage. Yeah, I never thought about that. It kind of is like Bachelor in Phaeton City. Yeah, yeah. You got to be here for Phaeton. You got to be here for the right reasons. (laughs) Every time Phaeton walks into a place, they're all like, Phaeton! Phaeton! It's like a montage. Yeah. Fucking A. Well, since we're talking Bachelorette, shall we uh, get some ads in here? Yeah. Uh, the Bachelorette. <laughs> I think it's on right now. Yes, our, uh, our podcast is brought to you by ABC's <laughs> The Bachelorette. JoJo's back. <laughs> and she's better than ever. <laughs> is that what I have a hot tub? I only watch reality dating shows where there's a hot tub. Oh, there, there are many hot tubs in many locales. All right, I'm in. I'm, I'm doubling. Uh, <laughs> 
what you got for us, Chris? Oh, let's go to Two Loopy Ladies on Etsy. Go to Etsy.com and search for Two Loopy Ladies and get yourself something crocheted, a hat, a scarf. It is still winter. Winter is still with us. Get something nice. And if you need a wedding film or a videography vetting type done, go to twofinefilms.com or go find me and my wedding films. Two Fine Films. They'll shoot your granny. That's right. Uh, <laughs> that's still one of my favorite uh, slips of the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Much like whenever because uh, hockey trade deadline was today, there was uh, a lot of headlines like Ryan McDonough, the Rangers, former captain now. It was like the Florida Panthers wanted it. And it was like McDonough pursued by Panthers. And it's like, this is either a really good headline or a really bad headline. I don't know which. Um, In Florida, it could really go either way. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're slightly off the interstate. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a regular Florida project, but... Uh, if you like our podcast, please go to patreon.com slash exosquadgoals, that's the word, uh, and you can support us for as little as $2 a month, and we will give you bonus content and stuff. So, yeah, go check that out. It's it's hard out there for an exosquadcast, so hit us up, son. But do uh, you guys got any recommendations? Uh, the Box, uh, the Richard Kelly movie, is on uh, HBO Go and HBO Now. Uh, if you've never seen it, it is a trip. Uh, it is a, uh, it is a, it is a roller coaster ride. Uh, and Franklin and Frank Langella is awesome in it. I mean, when he, when is he not? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's vintage Langella and, uh, like Cameron, the cast is crazy. Oh, um, uh, Brie Larson is in it. She plays the babysitter. No, oh, no way. Yeah. I was like, watching it. I was like, Hey, isn't that Brie Larson? And it totally was. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, what, what you got, Chris? I'm adding the box to my things to <laughs> Let's do things to see. I'm going to recommend the box. Brie Larson's in it. <laughs> Brie Larson's the box. <laughs> Brie Larson, yeah. What's in the box? It's Brie Larson. It was Brie Larson the whole time. Um, I'm going to recommend, uh, I haven't seen it since it came out in theaters, but Master Commander Far Side of the World, man. Like, oh, good movie. You know, movie it's, it's, a re- it, it's like, it's one of those movies that I'd actually listen to another podcast called uh, Friendly Fire where they do like war, war movie reviews and it's just, it's fun. But they had done that movie and they're, they're, in, they're guys who work in the industry and they were saying how it's a technically perfect movie in a lot of ways. Like the way it's shot, like just oh, the continuity, like things, small things you would never think of. And I was like, okay, I got to see this movie again. And I'll be damned. It's like one of the t- most tightly like choreographed kind of like in terms of uh, blocking. Um, they do this thing every time the captain goes to his like little private chamber where they basically build his room around him as he's walking into it mm. and it's, it just seems like completely natural and not like stagey at all and I, it, like something like that just blows my mind i'm like that's that's a hard thing to pull off convincingly and it for the movie not to be cheesy when it's like you know doing jokes like the lesser of two weevils and like fucking you know the lord nelson monologue so yeah it's on hbo go so check it out cool. any any final thoughts on this uh this deep dark river this is a this is a pretty good episode for season one it's like a pretty great season one episode yeah it's, it's an early late season one early season two. Oh, oh, wait actually no i want to i want to take it back so there always were rumors that season three was going to be a new villain like a new kind of creature so if this is for if this is setting up that then it's actually probably going to end up being a good episode but since they didn't do that the episode doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah i have vague memories of like during the liberation this mattering but like not 
not really. Nara gets like powers, right? She gets like I think so. She gets like psychic power. It's 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 yeah. Her like eyes glow green and shit happens. Yeah, it's like when the sun hits her, she becomes the smartest person in the world. Oh no, that's Heat Vision and Jack. Um, <laughs> oh, oh man. <laughs> You guys want to do a Heat Vision and Jack cast where we just rewatch Heat Vision and Jack every week <laughs> for two years? <laughs> yeah, until one of us like jumps out a window. It'll 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 be like my life right now, except we'll also be recording a podcast about Heat Vision and Jack. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> I really hope anyone out there knows what Heat Vision and Jack is. Just Google it. Just watch Heat Vision and you should. I, I want I want to go back and recommend Heat Vision and Jack. Yeah. Watch Heat Vision and Jack. Yeah, we'll get three Heat Visions and Jacks, please. Um, yeah. Well, on that note, guys, our intro and outro music is done by Eric Calderon. You can find this stuff on YouTube at 331 E His stuff is really good. It's really loud. And it's all about music. So if you like music, go find it. You can find us on Twitter at Goals. You can email us at exosquadgoals at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And we're always looking for uh, new ideas of where to go from here. Because, you know, like they said in that Buffy episode, where do we go from here? Because it's almost over, and it's it's dark out there, and it's scary. And I, will, I just got these two guys, so, you know, take that for what it is. Nothing? It was sad, pretty, 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 sad. Pretty, pretty sad. <laughs> pretty savage, man. We watched, we, watched like, we watched like 55 episodes of children's television together, and you're just going to be like, ah, whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. It's it's just it's just dark emptiness out there. Into the void. And more children's cartoons. <laughs> Into the dark void of children's television. Saturday morning hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we come out with a new episode every Saturday-ish. We've actually been hitting our release date recently, which is kind of crazy, and I'm, yeah. I'm shocked. Killing it, guys. Yeah. Wait, wait. <laughs> Good job, guys. <laughs> way, to, way to do what we say every episode. <laughs> Yeah, we have one one promise we give to the people. Um, <laughs> if you like that idea of it coming out on Saturdays, go to our Patreon at Squad Goals, patreon.com slash Squad Goals. You can do the thing we said two minutes ago. But as always, for Extra Squad Goals, I'm Chris Mastalone. I'm Ryan Hart. And I'm Chris Tarantino. Are there any heroes in this company? No, no sir. How about any uh, swamp things? Maybe <laughs> I like that we both have the same Swamp Thing sound. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty that's consistent. What the, that's what the Swamp Thing sounds like. Yeah. That's his native that's, call. That's fair. Fair enough. Yeah, that's what Swamp yeah. Thing sounds like. This is what we learned in college, right? Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's what a college you work, right? Yeah, we had an arboretum. There were a couple of Swamp Things in there. Do you guys remember the Swamp Thing TV show? Like the live action one? No, the cartoon one. There was a lot. The live action one was dope, though, too. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see the cartoon. Wait, I did. Yeah, Whoa. man. And the the, uh, the, uh, the the theme song was Wild Thing by the Trogs, but Swamp Thing. Oh, my God. Swamp Thing. Da, 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 da. Oh, my fucking God. I used to watch this show. It was awesome. It, and it, it, it's like a pretty accurate, it's a pretty accurate rendition of like the Alan Moore Swamp thing. It's just on in the mornings and it was awesome.